You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. When one of my boys were small, they were really afraid to go into the store, especially in September and October, because that's when all of the Halloween decorations came out. You know, like the witches and the goblins and, and the ghost, and there was eerie music, and there was just really scary things, and, and he hated that. I mean, he would scream, and he would cry, and, and yes, I was that person with the, that parent with the embarrassing kid that was just throwing a fit. I mean, uh, he was just going all out. And he, anytime we'd go into the store, I think he had a blanket and he would try to even cover his face. He just didn't want to see those things because he was terrified. He, he, he was scared. Today, I thought we'd start off with this question is, what are you afraid of? As you're, I want you to take a few moments and think about this. What are you afraid of? Some of you are afraid of snakes or spiders. Uh, some of you are not a big fan of rats or mice. Some of you are afraid of loneliness, of rejection. Some of you are afraid of losing your job or something happening to one of your loved ones. And some of you are afraid of your loss of freedom. Uh, some of you are afraid of something happening bad with your health. We've been in a series called Scary Stories, and we're going to see today that the disciples were really scared. They were really terrified because they thought they saw a ghost. And we see this story in Matthew chapter 14. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. Jesus had just fed the 5,000, 5,000 men, not counting women and children, with, with five loaves of bread and two fish. And we see people amazed that Jesus is teaching and he's been doing all of these wonderful things. But he says it's time to get away. So he puts the disciples in a boat on the Sea of Galilee, which is basically a lake. And he goes out by himself and he goes to pray. And basically he tells the disciples he'll see them later. Well, the disciples are rowing and rowing on this lake and the wind is up and it's basically a storm. The waves are high. And it comes uh, about 3 o'clock in the morning, between 3 to 6 o'clock in the morning. And, and they're not going anywhere because the wind is so high or is so fierce and, and the waves are so high. And, and these, these guys are experienced in a boat. This isn't their first time being on a boat. And, and, and it's a really scary experience. And next thing you know, our text in verse 26 says, When the disciples saw him, which is Jesus, walking on the water, they were terrified. And in their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost, which 
which I get. I mean, again, it's early in the morning, heavy uh, or strong winds, waves are high, they're tired, they're exhausted. I mean, I almost kind of hear like that scary music in the background. I mean, and, and, and next thing you know, they look out and there's something in the middle of the lake walking by them. And so, of course, they jump to the conclusion, it's got to be a ghost. And, and of course, they were terrified. They were, they were scared. I mean, if I were the disciples, you would have to change my underroots. I mean, if I saw something like that in the middle of a lake and, and something walking out there, because that's just not normal. This is Jesus was walking on water. Well, this is how Jesus responds. He says, Jesus spoke to them. He says, don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. If you're a highlighter person, I would highlight this first because I think it's so powerful. Don't be afraid. I am here. In the midst of the storm, in the midst of whatever you're going through, in the midst of high wind and high waves and things being crazy, Jesus says, don't be afraid. I'm here. We'll see that in God's word that this phrase is repeated over and over again. Don't be afraid. I want to read a few of these passages to you where it says something along those lines. Psalm 27.1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? Psalm 27.1, beautiful, beautiful psalm. We need to be reminded that God is our fortress. We don't have to be afraid that we can turn to him. Uh, Psalm 56, 11, I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? Yeah, people may not like me. People may say this or that. But at the end of the day, I put my trust in God. I don't trust in people. I trust in God alone. And Luke 12, 7 says, Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. We're worth more than sparrows. We're God's children, and so we don't have to be afraid. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Again, we see this over and over. Do not be afraid. Now, while we see these passages, does that mean that we should never be afraid, that we should never have fear? Well, I think God created us with the emotion to have fear. There's going to be times that we're going to be afraid. And, and I think uh, that fear can be a good thing at times. There are some things, fear has kept me from doing some really, really stupid things in my life. Would you agree? Fear has kept you from doing some really, really dumb things in your life. And I don't think God wants us to bottle up our fear and be stoic and pretend like we're not afraid. Even though I was taught a lot of times when I was younger, you don't need to be afraid, don't, don't, deal with, or don't ever deal with your fear. No, I think God created us with fear, but I think the question is, when we do have fear, where do we turn? Where do we turn when we have fear? And I think... Our passage today, and I think some of the other passages uh, that we've read today, says we need to turn to God. So it's not a matter of us not having fear, because we're going to have fear in life. There's going to be scary things. COVID has been scary. Uh, we hear about hurricanes. That's scary. We hear about all of these things uh, in the news, or we see them in our life, and we're going to be afraid. But the question is, what do you do with your fear? Do you stay there, and do you just worry about it, or do you turn to God? Well, uh, we see that fear can paralyze us, 
But we see what did, what did Peter do in this story? And starting in verse 28, it says, Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me, come to you, uh, and come to you walking on the water. And Jesus said, Come, yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on water toward Jesus. Amazing miracle. Just like Jesus walking on water, Peter starts walking on water. And then here in verse 30, it says, But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. So Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You of so little faith, why do you doubt me? In verse 32, when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped, and then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. How many of you can relate to Peter? There's been times in my life that there's been storms, there's been strong wind, and I've done really well. But then, all of a sudden, something gets thrown at you, and you take your eyes off of God, and you begin to sink. Maybe you get news from your boss that you weren't expecting. Maybe a friend betrays you. Maybe a medical test didn't come back the way that you wanted. And all of a sudden, it just kind of throws you off. And something I want you to remember today is fear will sink you. If you put all of your focus on fear, it will sink you. If you make all of your decisions based off of fear, it will sink you. When Peter had faith, he was able to walk on the water. But when he had fear, he began to sink. Fear and anxiety will sink us. We will all face fear, but we have to ask ourselves, will we let it sink us? Can, can we take this moment, can we take a few moments just to think about how can we overcome fear? How can we combat fear? I want to give you several different ways. First of all, identify what you're afraid of. Identify what you're afraid of. Again, when I was a young kid, I was taught that boys were not afraid or weren't supposed to be afraid of anything. And as I've grown into adult, as an adult, I've realized there's lots of things that I'm afraid of, and I need to identify what I'm really fearful about. What's, what's, where's that fear really coming from? What's, what's that thing that I'm really scared of? So first of all, if we want to combat fear, we need to identify what we're afraid of. Secondly, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus, not on the waves. Fix our eyes on Jesus, not on the waves. Peter sank once he noticed the waves. And, and we can sink if we start paying attention to media and the news because we hear all of these bad things and we think, man, the world is just so bad and, and we can worry and we can worry and, and we hear people going through this or going through that and, and then we just get all of this concern. And, and we can sink if all we do is keep our eyes on the waves. But our passage today encourages us to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. So this morning, I want to ask you, what are you doing to keep your eyes focused on Jesus? Thirdly, a uh, third tip on battling fear is faith is simply taking the next step. Faith is simply taking the next step. Peter got out of the boat and he was taking one step at a time. And, and, he did, and, and next thing you know, he took his eyes off of Jesus and began to sink. And, and, and I can kind of relate to Peter. 
Because there are times that all of a sudden, I want to know the whole plan. I want to know all the steps that I need to, to accomplish whatever I'm accomplishing. And God says, no, just take one step and trust me. Take one step and trust me. And when I start, start thinking ahead, I think about all of the bad things that could happen. And, and that's sometimes where I get overwhelmed. And that's where sometimes I begin to sink. And if we want to battle fear, sometimes we just need to take one step at a time and have faith that God has the best in store for us. So again, let me repeat these, these three. Identify your fear. Secondly, fix your eyes on Jesus. Thirdly, faith is simply taking the next step. Fourthly, pray. If you want to battle fear, we've got to pray. And this is a verse that we mention a whole lot. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for what he has done then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. There are times that I wake up in the middle of the night and I begin to worry. I have anxiety. There's things that I fear. And I think about this verse and, and I can either worry or I can start praying. And so I do a lot of praying in the middle of the night, sometimes 2 a.m., sometimes 3 a.m. In the middle of the day when I'm driving, so there's certain anxiety that kind of pops up and I just began praying. I pray for some of you and some of the things that you're going through. And, and so one of the be best tools that I have for battling fear is I just pray and I give it over to God. Because there's a lot of things in life that we can't control. And so I just give it over to God and I trust that God is going to do what God needs to do. Fifth tool, hang out with other people who are trying to follow Jesus. If you hang out with a bunch of people who are warriors, people who are constantly negative and talking about all the bad things, guess what? You're probably going to be tempted to worry as well. And so I like to hang out with people who have strong faith that's going to say, hey, yes, there's bad things that happen. There are tough things that happen in life. But guess what? We're going to keep on praying. We're going to keep on walking toward God. We're going to keep on being faithful. I, I love the words of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were going uh, to go into the furnace, and, and their prayer was this. Lord, uh, please rescue us, but if you don't, we're going to still be faithful. And, and I love friends like that that remind me, hey, no matter what, sometimes we go through hard times, but we're going to continue to be faithful. We're going to keep, continue to keep our eyes on Christ. Sixth tool for helping us battle uh, fear is serve someone else for a change. So many times in the midst of fear, in the midst of anxiety, we can just think about all of our problems. We can think about all of the things that's going wrong. And, and what I would encourage you to do is to take a step back from your problems and go and serve someone. Go and help someone. Recently, our dear sister Carmina was in the hospital and she later ended up dying. But she was at a hospital toward the end of her life. And this hospital had large windows on the ground floor where families would gather outside of their loved one's windows. And they would sit there and they would pray and they would just be as close as they could to their loved ones. And I remember going to this hospital and coming back home and telling my wife and my kids, it, it, we, we live in this little bubble and we forget that there are people suffering. And these families were seeing their loved ones on a ventilator, some of them fighting for their life, just trying to get over COVID. And I told the family, hey, let's go do something. And so we went and uh, we ended up bringing water and snacks to these families. I, I would encourage you, if you're going through, if you're dealing with, with fear and anxiety, go and look for someone to serve. 
uh, there's the Pam Hospital on Floyd Curl, that there's families that are sitting outside that window that just needs a little TLC. You could bring them water, you could bring them snacks, offer to pray for them. And that makes a world of difference when you're going through hard times. Lastly, as you battle fear, or as we battle fear and anxiety, worship instead of worry. Worship instead of worry. Now, worship is the antidote to anxiety. Notice what the disciples did in verse 23. Then the disciples worshiped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. When we began to worship, we realized that we worship the Son of God. We worship the creator of this world. We worship a God that cares about us. And, when in, and, and so when you start dealing with fear, find a way to worship. I, that may, we can do that in a wide variety of ways. We can sing, we can journal, you can worship in a lot of different ways. And so whatever way is meaningful to you, I would encourage you, when you feel that emotion of fear, take time to worship. Would you pray with me? Jesus, I just thank you uh, for giving us eternal life. I thank you that even though many of us were scared of death, that's something that we don't look forward to. You showed us that that's not the end, that we can have eternal life with you. And so bless this time as we commune with you in your precious holy name. Amen.